Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. And welcome back to The Toast. Happy, uh, what is it? Thursday. Thursday. Oh, is that great? Thank God. Ugh, and it's an even better Thursday because this sexy piece of ass has joined me in studio today. It's true. Hey, sexy piece of ass, how you doing? I'm doing great. Sexy piece of ass, how you doing? I'm doing good. It's my husband, the one and only Ben Soffer, boy with no job, host of the Good Guys podcast, founder of Spirit Society. How you doing? It's a pretty good like list, you know. Yeah, founder of Spirit Society, host of Good Guys podcast, best friend to host of the Toast podcast, Butler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To, to host of the Toast Podcast? Butler to host of the Toast Podcast. Masseuse to host of the Toast Podcast. Lover. Lover. Hey, sexy. How you doing? Hey, darling. I'm doing great. I was just complaining to you that I'm a little bit sore. Yeah, no, and I, I can't, I never grow tired of hearing you complain. It's our love language. I don't know if anybody's noticed, but I am looking rather slender these days. And do you think it has anything to do with your intramural alumni basketball league that started? No, I think it has to do with the fact that I'm eating far less. But... After doing very limited physical activity over the last six months, I've, I've div, doven, divin? Do, doven? I, I dived. No, it's dived, but past tense. Doven? What are you trying to say? I've doven head deep. Interesting, right? I've dived head deep. I dived head deep previously. What? You know what I mean? <laughs> are we dove speaking head, English? No, I'm just saying doven. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've dove in head sure. deep into head first. basketball. What's head again. deep? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> you dive head first. I think it's head deep. No, what the hell is head deep? <laughs> I've dove head first. Is it not head sure, deep? Sure, no, keep just get the sentence out. Into basketball again. Most mm-hmm. of you don't know, but I am just an unbelievable player. I wouldn't say you're an unbelievable player. I would say you're an unbelievable shooter. Yes. Ben's like this, you know, firecracker. You know, they toss him the ball. He's behind the three. And most of the time, you hit those threes really well. But I've been to a lot of your games, (laughs) and I always say, like, if you were on my team, I would hate you. You never run back to play defense. Yes, I do. You never pass. You just wait in, like, your spot for somebody to throw you the ball. And sometimes they do, and you shoot it. But if not, like, you're useless to the team. And I think some of the members of your intramural league... uh, would agree with me. Well, I went into an intramural league today. I have a charity basketball tournament. Oh yeah, I forgot about tonight. Big Vision. Look it up. Donate. Great cause. Uh, and so, like, I'm really just like playing a lot, and then all of a sudden, I'm laying in bed, and I'm like, "Holy shit! My whole body hurts. Yeah, my back, 
my legs, my arms. Yeah. And part of you thinks, am I dying? Mm -hmm. Like, is this some kind of rare disease mm -hmm. that has all of a sudden entered my body? Mm -hmm. Like, that is making me, like, have atrophy and lose everything. And all of a sudden, I'm wasting away. And you're just going to wake up and look next to me. And I'm going to be dead. God but forbid, then I bite tongue, bite tongue. But then, but then I remember that I'm playing basketball and I haven't done that. So more likely than not, the soreness is coming from basketball not from a rare disease you never know you never know now let's dive in let's dove in first <laughs> <laughs> that that was so dumb no that was what's like, wrong with that me? was embarrassing was it no 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 um, what about like there's nothing with dovin let's dive into your first game so i I sometimes go to your intramural league games because, you know, you guys are a bunch of old guys. And I think like, oh, maybe some of the other wives will be there. Where the fuck are these wives? Nobody ever comes. Every time I go, I feel like such a loser. I'm not coming anymore. Like, yeah, where, where's the support? There were no wives. There's and no support. Everyone on your team is like old and you guys lost because you were playing to like a bunch of young guys. Yeah. So I figured like everyone on your team has a wife or a girlfriend or a fiance. And like, yes. where the hell were they? No clue. They're not supportive. Therefore, I'm not supportive. Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. But yes, first game. We unfortunately lost. We could have won. We should have won. How much did you lose by? Uh, I think we ended up losing by 16. At one so point, close. At one point, we were down by 30. But then we had cut it to 10, and we were right there. We called the timeout. Like, game plan. We're like, What All do right. you say in that huddle? Like, are you the type of guy who, like, inspires others, or do you get inspired by another? I would try. I would be the one inspiring, but I'm not like, as you mentioned, like a good enough all-around player to really comment on all facets of other people's right. games. You can't say like, Andrew, do this. Correct. Or, yeah. You'd, you'd need the person who is a more well-rounded player is able to opine on others. Yes. Uh, Potential faults. Performance. Performance. Exactly. Now, so no, that's not me. I'm typically being spoken to, and then I will chime in and mm -hmm. give like a good chant yeah, no like a good piece of advice and then we'll all come out so we're down 10 we go into the huddle we're like all right we're right here we fought back one play at a time let's just let's get it done timeouts over go out all of a sudden immediately somebody turns over the ball they score turn over the ball score, yeah turn well over, you took a down timeout 16. you took a timeout and you gave the young kids a chance to like drink a powerade and you know maybe take an adderall and of course all i gotta say is that for an intramural league <laughs> yeah so unfair. Why? This team, none of their regular players, first of all, none of them went to the school. Neither did you. Yes, but I've been playing in it for 10 years. Oh, wow. I can't believe you brought that up. I wasn't going to bring it up, but now that you brought it up, it's called, the, it's called RAIL, Ramaz Alumni Intramural League. Ramaz is the school that I went to. Great. It is not the school that Ben went to. It's a school that most of his friends went to, and they let him play in the league like 10 years ago, so now he plays. But for you to sit for there- For 10 years. For you to sit there and complain that members on the other team are not alumni, when you yourself- oh. And you're not even playing in your own alumni league. Hell, I am. special alumni. No. I am. They can't get their shit together. They're literally, the gym isn't even open until mid-July. The summer will be over. You, I cannot believe you just complained. Let me explain. Let me explain. There's a difference between not going to the school, but also not even being in the league. These kids, none of them, they were all subs. There was one kid. One kid on the team that was the representative of that team. Wait, let the me rest just of the say something. I'm not sure who's on your team, but Andrew Haft did not go to Ramaz. Who else is on your team? Jordan. Okay, Jordan went to Ramaz. I don't remember the others' names, but they're lovely, and none of them went to Ramaz. None of them went to Ramaz. You are such a hypocrite. No, but look, listen to me. 
You took the what? You took one thing. You took one thing. Okay, fine. Finish your sentence. It's also about if you're in the league or if you aren't, right? There's subs because everybody, you know, is working. Mm-hmm. And some nights you just can't make of it Of course, in. of course. So you're allowed to pull a sub, mm-hmm. right? And the sub doesn't have to formally be in the league. They just need to be friends with kids that are in mm-hmm. the league. This kid pulled five subs. And all of the subs were 20, 21 mm-hmm. years old. My God, could they leap? <laughs> yeah. It was just, they were too fast. So who's and we the, were too slow. Who's the best player on your team? That game... Probably me. Oh my god! No, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> no, for real. Who's Probably most- me. It should it should be Andrew. Yeah, but you, I think he would admit. Andrew stunk it up. I think he would admit that that game it was probably me, and I wasn't that great either. I can tell you by far I who was the worst. To the other, Jordan. Jordan was worst. I need to talk to the other members on your team to just kind of verify if you were in fact the best player. Because yeah. you come home from golf and you you're like, oh my god, I crushed it. And then no, like, I will also come home from golf and tell you that I played terribly. Yeah, but like you are gaslighting this entire community. I'm just saying, I don't think you're an accurate like representative. You're not an accurate historian to retell the story of what happened on Monday night. It's possible that I am a bit jaded. Yeah, no, and like of course, like you should think you're the best. You are the best. No, I know. I'm just saying. Like, but like in I, reality, I think in reality for that game, I was probably the best. Okay, how many points did you score? Nine. Nine. Maybe twelve. <laughs> nine. Nine. Maybe twelve. Yeah. Okay. So it's nine. It's twelve. It's three. You know. I'm just saying we only scored thirty six. That's pretty good. How bad could it be? How many did the other score? Team score? 79. <laughs> like, maybe like 70. Well, I'll be sure to keep all the toasters abreast on the comings and goings of your intramural league because it's honestly hilarious. What a term. Abreast. Abreast. I'm just saying. like, You know, actually, we had a dear toasters yesterday that really stumped Jackie and I. Hmm. Um, I'd like to get your take on it, you if tell. you don't mind. Please. So a girl had written in that, you know, she has a boyfriend who she loves, whatever, and he opened up to her that he's really self-conscious about his nipples. Mm. He has, like, <laughs> puffy nipples. And, you know, I actually had heard of that before. It's, like, not the craziest thing. Is he fat? No, he just has puffy nipples. Got like, it. He's, like, a skinny... Right, you know. Was he ever fat? No. I mean, she You're didn't positive. Br- she didn't bring it up, and I think it would have been relative, but it doesn't matter, okay? But he has puffy nipples, okay? No, no, no. There's a huge difference. If you are just, like, a skinny man, born skinny, always skinny, and you have puffy nipples, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like that's that's Tough. bad. Like you don't you don't deserve that. Yeah. But plenty of formerly fat people turn skinny will just keep the nipples from their past of life course. to remind them that they were once fat. Let's say for argument's sake, like weight wasn't an issue, okay? So he's always been skinny and has puffy nipples. Yeah. Okay. And it really got to a point recently where it started bothering him. So he found these like bandages that you put on and it really makes your nipples look normal in shirts. Ah. So she's so happy for him, but when they're being in when they're like getting intimate, um, he has to like kind of rip them off before mm. they start. And it's like really ruining the, the moment for her and like the mood. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do I bring it up to him or do I just like, what do I do? And we were really stumped because like, you know, her sexuality is, you know, a priority. But if she says to him, like, you know, you ripping off your nipple bandages, like is really a turn off. This guy who's just been open and vulnerable about something he's self-conscious about, like, will that crush him? So my advice was to get over it. Jackie's advice was to like busy herself while he's taking off the nipple bandages, you know, like maybe light a candle, maybe, you know, suggest shower sex so that before you even get in the shower, he has to rip the band-aids off. But I'm curious what you think, what, what your take is. I don't know enough about the specifics with these nipple oh God, bandages. Get over no, it. I'm, no, like, no, no, I'm not talking about the specifics of his history with, okay. with weight fluctuations. I'm talking about the nipple bandages themselves. As I think about ripping off a nipple bandage that makes it seem like it's a significant adhesive yeah that would only make the nipples more puffy 
So eventually he's going to have like one of the longest nipples like ever because you're just slowly ripping, 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 ripping. No, Ben, facts. So one, I think that you should bring up if it's really that serious of an adhesive that you don't think that this is the best solution for the problem because you love him and want him to always feel confident and you don't want his nipples to get puffier. From there, you can transgress to recommending nipple surgery. Is that the right oh, word? Wow. Nip- transgress? Transition. Not transgress. You can transition into talking transition about... Transition to talking about nipple surgery. If this is something that bothers him enough, just do quick snip snip. I'm sure it's like an easy solve. It's like a breast reduction. Yeah, exactly. Deep puff him. Yeah. Or maybe you can use an ice roller. <laughs> Skinny confidential. Skinny confidential. Yeah. You should use it for puffy nipples. But <laughs> I, I think like that's like a good... Right? I mean, I don't know if like we need to jump to surgery, but I do think your point about perhaps this not being the best course of action. I'm saying that's the easiest way for her to bring it up because she's bringing it up not because it's something that's not sexy to her in the bedroom, but she's bringing it up because... Out of concern. Out of concern for him. No, that's good. And it's valid. So I would go that route. And also, now that I'm thinking about it, is this that common of a problem? That, so I think like... Or is it like or is it like boob tape for girls that he's just using for his nips? N- no. So I actually... There is like a male condition where... Not about weight, where you have like almost like breasts kind of. You have like a... You have a puffy breast. I have a puffy nipple too. Yeah, but... You're... Say it! <laughs> Say it! Sure, okay. Because yours is so clearly associated with your weight. <laughs> when your weight fluctuates, so do your breasts. Some sure. people some people literally have it's I don't know what it's called. I think it starts with a G. It's like an actual male condition. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's what this young gentleman has. And I'm sure he's self-conscious about it, which is why I told her just to get over it. Mm. No. No. He's gotta fix it. Otherwise he'll always be self-conscious about it. Yeah. I also would like to know the physical physique of this man. I know we spoke about the weight piece, but is he in the gym? Like, is he lifting? Because I think that puffy nipples can be counteracted counteracted by just like strong pecs. Weight training. You'd think. Or go to a doctor. Don't I, in closing, don't put a strong adhesive on a puffy nipple and then rip them off every night after bed. You're just going to make them longer and then you're going to have to tuck them into your shoes. In closing. (laughs) That was funny. You know, we're going to get into stories and um, before we do, I just want to really commend you. You know, you're really, you're a podcaster now. Yes. How long have you been doing good guys now? Has it been a year? No. Coming up on a year? No. Okay. Nine months? That's coming up on a year. Eight months. That's coming up on a year. Okay. Um, you are so, like every time we podcast together, you're, you get so much better. Like you're Thank being you. so funny. Thank you very much. I can't recommend good guys enough. I talk about good guys all the time. If you guys don't know, my husband, Ben host a podcast on our podcast network called Good Guys with Ben Soffer and Josh Peck. Josh Peck, who we all know and love, former Vlog Squad member, cast member of the iconic hit show, Drake and Josh. He's now in How I Met Your Father. And you guys are just like two Jewish kings. You sit around and talk about food. Yep. And I love it. I listen every week. Thank you. And you're really, you're becoming so much more of a skilled podcast host. Thank you very much. And I love having you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And yes, Good Guys is really fun. We have a lot of interesting guests on too. You got a big one coming up. We do. We do have a really, really big one, uh, which I'm excited about. Can't talk about, 
But we just had Sophia Franklin mm-hmm. on. She was really fun. You guys You've had Hillary Duff, Ben Hatana Mojo. They literally get like such sick John guests. Stamos. John Stamos, because like Josh is like really part of like the Hollywood network. No, I mean Josh literally could just like snap his fingers and get an amazing guest. No, it's so true. Yeah. And like it's it's huge. It's huge, yeah. It's huge. You guys but, really are, you know, you both bring something to the table. You bring your puffy nipples. Exactly. And he brings Hollywood guests. But our one-on-one episodes are really great too. So if you haven't listened to Good Guys, give it a shot. Go back. They do listen video. To some. They do video. Go to Josh's YouTube channel. Yes. Josh Peck's YouTube channel is where you can find our videos. Um, shall we? Yeah. Anything else you want to say or kind of defend yourself on? You know, I come on this podcast on a daily and talk about our marriage. And I think maybe sometimes you feel like I'm not giving you a fair treatment. So is there anything you want to come on and defend yourself for? I haven't really heard anything recently that has made me fired up. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's anything that you want to make me aware of that you've been saying. Uh, well, we did have a conversation about Pizzagate. Oh, at Mezzaluna. Yeah. I, there's, this is again, like, just like a non-issue. Okay. You said, I want pizza. I said, I don't want to have pizza. You said, but I really want pizza. Will you have some pizza? And it's like, if I'm trying not to eat pizza and you're trying to force me to eat pizza, is that a good friend? Okay, again, no. not what happened. So not what happened. a good friend, like me, will say, okay, I'll have the pizza. So a good friend will lie. Because I knew that you just wanted a slice anyways. And what's the difference? We ordered the pizza. You had your slice. I didn't have my slice. That's it. Okay. That's not what happened, but sure. Sure. (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Let's dive into the Fast Five stories that you need to know. Go. I'm waiting. For what? For crunch. You have to do the crunch. Yeah, but it's to take a bite of... No? We don't do that anymore. You don't? Oh, I'm living in the past. Yeah, okay, I'll do it again, right? Okay, yeah. Here are the fast five stories that you need to... (laughs) I didn't say it. No. (laughs) Oh, God, totally botch that puffy nipples. Today's episode is brought to you by Sundays for Dogs. Sundays is healthy. It is air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. Sundays was co-founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian, and it contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. So besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, you will find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, and also disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups, including softer fur, fresher breath, better poops, and more energy. Dogs love Sundays. There are so many benefits. If you've been thinking about investing in more healthy, fresh food to just make your stripes grow happier, healthier, shinier, better breath, check out Sundays for Dogs. So it's super convenient because unlike other fresh dog food, it is zero prep, zero mess, and zero stress. It is shelf stable, so it makes it easy to feed your pup to top quality food. Every order ships right to your door, so you'll never need to worry about running out of food ever again. Sundays is also affordable. It costs 40% less than other healthy dog food brands, and that's because Sundays does not waste their money shipping frozen packages. Instead, they spend on what matters, which is sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your little strice bro. So we've worked out a special deal for our dog-loving listeners. Get 35% off your first order when you go to sundaysfordogs.com slash toast, or you can just use code toast at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash toast. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you're feeding your dog. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Sephora. We all know and love Sephora. It is the go-to place for beauty, and it is also the go-to place for clean beauty. So Jax has, you know, been on this health, clean, girly kick, and she's actually really got me inspired, especially about things that I put in my face, like so close to my eyes, my nose, my mouth, my ears, all my orifices. And Sephora makes it so easy. They have a clean beauty tab, and I was so excited to learn that so many of the products that I already use are clean beauty. Like I love House Labs. I use a lot of their lip products. I love their blush. Clean beauty. Milk. Milk makeup. I use so many milk makeup products, especially the Hydro Grip Primer. Clean. Don't we love to see it? Merit Beauty is another brand that Jackie loves that I actually knew about first because of TikTok. Um, And they're a clean beauty brand. So it was such a relief to see so many brands that I already know and love being clean beauty, but then also finding out new brands that I hadn't heard of yet that I could try that are clean beauty. So if you want to learn more, you can go to Sephora.com slash clean. Check out all their clean products. All the brands that you can discover are already clean or trying out new brands that aren't that you didn't know that were clean, but that are. And Sephora is just the number one sp- spot for anything beauty related. So if you're a clean beauty girl, or if you're wanting to get, you know, transition into more clean beauty products, Sephora is the place to go. It's so easy to shop. It's so fun to shop. So if you want to learn all about the clean makeup brands at Sephora, head over to Sephora.com slash clean. To learn more, visit Sephora.com slash clean. Okay, are you ready for <laughs> our first story? Um, a little sports news, but it's like sports real housewives adjacent. So mm. it's really perfect for us. Marcus Jordan is defending his girlfriend, Larsa Pippen against accusations of her being a gold digger. Mm. Larsa Pippen and her boyfriend, Marcus Jordan appeared on an upcoming ap- episode of a page six podcast during which the couple dispels myths about their headline making relationship, including speculation that the reality TV star is gunning for the Jordan family fortune. So this is what Larsa said. I feel like the money thing is annoying. And then he said, yeah, I feel like people try to say Larsa's a gold digger and she's after the Jordan family money or something. Um, she's such an independent, career-driven women, woman. She's got it going on. It's the one comment or commentary that I've got to refrain from commenting back on. Okay, so I actually don't think Larsa's a gold digger. Like, if you watch Real Housewives, you know she literally makes, like, millions of dollars a month on OnlyFans. She's also, like, a successful reality star. She has a jewelry line. Like, I think she's doing fine. And... She actually just actually recently filed, finalized her divorce from Scotty Pippen. They actually, you know, this whole time weren't legally divorced. I didn't. And on this real season, season of Real Housewives of Miami, she signs the, uh, the paperwork. But her and Scotty have like an amazing relationship. She, they still have young kids. She's doing fine financially. I'm sure Scotty, and she married Scotty way before. And I don't believe they had a prenup. I was going to say, I don't understand. There are a lot of things that you could call her in this situation. Yeah. Gold digger doesn't really make sense to me because it's also assuming that Michael Jordan, who is just known as being not only like the fiercest competitor on planet Earth, but somebody that is very protective of his money. money. Like his money's his money. Yeah, he's not Why the hell away. would that be Lars's money? Yeah, no, he's like, not. Like Lars should know that in all likelihood she marries... Michael's son, and there is a monster prenup. Yeah, like yeah. there's not like she's gold digging to a rich guy's son. Like can't be the first person to, like to, that I, she would think of. Yeah, that, that's just that's just not the right person to gold dig from. And I really think like at its core, like Larsa does not need money. Like I think Larsa is extremely well off. Sure, but I'm saying regardless, even if she wasn't, she would be barking that, up that the wrong accusation trade. doesn't make any sense. But I do feel like this relationship is so weird. I was gonna say. You could say that they're headline hunting. Yeah. You could say that they're looking to be in the news, PRable, stir up some drama because there is there are literally seven billion people on earth that, she that could would date. be less weird to date 
than Michael Jordan's son. Right. They How also, did they even meet? Well, they're in the basketball world. Like the fact that they, they know by the both. way, they've probably met like for years. I'm sure they've known each other since he was a kid, which, yeah. is, which makes it even, even weirder. weirder. Her ex-husband and his dad are what? Teammates? Legendary teammates. Right. From the Bulls? Yeah. That's like the documentary. When he had the yeah. flu? Yeah. When he had the flu. Well, that's one flu game. Yeah. Yeah. But like that was the team. Yeah. Six championships. That's weird. Yeah. So like it's very possible like when celebrating one of the championships, Marcus Jordan was like 11, maybe even younger, right? How old is he? I don't know, but yes. How many years ago did they win the uh, champ- the last championship? I think 96. Marcus Jordan is 32 years old. So how many years ago? Shut up. How many years ago did they win the cha- So he was like six. That's disgusting. Like that's what really everyone should be talking about, not the gold digging. And so I'm sure they celebrated. I'm, I'm floored. He's 32. And how old is Larsa? I believe she's about 50, which like doesn't sound no, that. No, no, no. The, the problem, again, is not the difference in age. It's the difference in age to when they definitely met. Right. Okay, ready here. So she's 48. He's 32. That's really not that no, crazy. No, in, nor- in, in normal life, it's not that crazy. But in 1997, yes. which is when they won the championship. The last one. Okay, 97. She was married to Scotty. Yes. They got married that year. Yes. So how old would that make? If he's 32. How? If he's 32 and that was. 25 years ago. And that was 26 years ago. He was six. He was six. Yeah. Yeah. And she definitely met him. Yeah, because they were celebrating, right? Families, kids and wives come. Yep. That's weird. (laughs) That is what's weird. And there were so many rumors about their relationship and for like like a year ago and they were like no we would never like we're just friends and now they're out here like promoting a podcast they're fully in, like not engaged sorry they're fully engaging in a relationship so they like lied and it's what just does weird. he do that's an amazing question i'm sure he like runs some sort of like family business marcus jordan job oh he's a basketball player oh he went to university of central florida well, he's not a currently current basketball player because he's 32 and I don't think he plays. He went to UCF. Yeah. Um, he discontinued the game in 2012 and then mm. went to graduate with a degree in hospitality management. So now. Oh, cool. So he, maybe he's a restaurateur. Perhaps. Unclear. What is clear is that Larsa Pippen is not gold digging. Yeah, yeah. But I don't entirely understand what she is doing. Me neither. But now they have a podcast together. They're kind of like us. Like two, you know, podcasters in love. They're just like us. Mm-hmm. We're the same. Mm-hmm. We're the same as them. 100%. I mean, you are three years older than me. Two. I don't know. I'm 28 and you're 31. For like another week. Yeah, shut up. You're, 20, you're 31 and I'm 28. So I think my math, that's three years. Yeah, but like for another week. Yeah, no, because I'm 28. I'm so young. For like another... Three weeks. Yeah, because I'm 28. Mm-hmm. So it's true. You're kind of like cradle robbing, kind of like Larsa. I did cradle rob. Yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. You were like a big When 16. I was two and a half, I came in with my big nips. <laughs> you definitely had big nips as a baby. For sure. All right, should we get into some more lover news? Sure. Shakira has found herself in a messy love triangle with two A-list celebrities, mm. Lewis Hamilton mm. and Tom Cruise, who appears to be losing, clearly. Mm. So... As you know, she's now single. She uh, had a very bitter divorce from her ex, uh, 
Gerard Pique, who's a, Bar- a player for Barcelona soccer. Mm. So now the singer has been spotted with Lewis Hamilton on a number of occasions, but it also looks as though Hollywood actor Tom Cruise could also be a dating option for Shakira amid rumors that they have met another a number of times. So Lewis Hamilton and Shakira were seen on a boat together at the Miami Grand Prix. They went to dinner together at his house in Barcelona last weekend. They were also seen partying together at a bunch of different places. Mm. So they're understood to be like having like a fun and flirty moment. Mm. Um, But the Mission Impossible actor is also reportedly in the picture. Tom was flirting with the Colombian-born singer before she started dating Lewis Hamilton and is now said to be frustrated with having discovered that she is also dating F1 legend Lewis Hamilton. Mm. The Hollywood actor, Tom Cruise, believed that he had incredible chemistry with Shapira. Shapira. (laughs) (laughs) I call... Okay, sorry. Never mind. With Shakira. I was going to say Shapiro. Of course. With Shakira. He had incredible chemistry and taking it as a slam dunk that they'd be dating in no time. His close pal has confirmed that the actor's ego has been dented after hearing that Shakira had (laughs) rejected his advances and instead chosen a potential romance with Tom Cruise's actual friend, Lewis Hamilton. Who, where was that article written? Everywhere, but I took it from the mirror. They had the best, like... I'm, I'm more just curious, like... Who who did Tom Cruise talk to? Those are like some big quotes. Yeah, it was from a friend of his. But it was picked up everywhere. And you know what? Like there were rumors like a, wh- a little while ago that Shakira and Tom Cruise were like seen out together, yada, yada. And then very quickly, she's like everywhere with Lewis Hamilton, who's a much better match for her, by the for way. For sure. Um, and I'm sure Tom Cruise is like, I'm the big man in Scientology. Like Tom Cruise in his own mind is a legend. You know, he's like the number one guy in Scientology. In the real world, he's like short and old. And I don't think he's really that hot except for like his money, if Mm. I'm being honest. Interesting. Um, You don't, no movie career. What? No movie career. No movie career? Like you don't, like you just think of Tom Cruise as Scientology. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think we, I think, and I think we all should. Okay, cool. He's like a deeply problematic person. Cool. So having said that, I'm sure Shakira, you know, she, her ex cheated on her and it was like this big, Mm. messy divorce. Mm. So I'm sure she immediately just like wanted to be outspotted with like famous people to like rub it in his face and like get her groove back. So I'm sure someone was like, yeah, Tom Cruise wants to go on a date with you. She's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. So to be clear, Top Gun, nothing. No, like Top Gun's cool, but like Tom Cruise is like a short king. He's like deeply entrenched in a lot of problematic behavior when it comes to Scientology. He's like the number one funder of Scientology. Like, is he? Yeah. He's like the president and CEO. He's responsible for getting like so many celebrities involved. Like he's so problematic. Sounds like a good recruiter. Yeah. So having said that, I'm sure Shakira went and like it was fine. And he thought like, oh, I'm going to find my next queen, my reina. You know, that's probably what he thought. (laughs) And then she was like, okay, this guy's a freak. And Lewis Hamilton was an option. I just feel like Lewis Hamilton and her are so much better matched. For sure. Like. In every way. In every way. Agreed. And they're on the same level. Like, yeah. she's really a global superstar. He is really, like, a global superstar. It's just like, is this lo- did this loose-lipped friend of Tom Cruise also mention that he thought that they were exclusive? It sounds like Tom Cruise, you know, he's old school. He's 60. He went out, like, on, maybe on a date, and he's, he's six, 60. Really? Yeah. Looked great in Top Gun. He did. Um, 60? Tom Cruise is 60. Lewis Hamilton is 38. And Shakira is 46. Mm. So she's right in the middle of them. So of course she's going to like, gonna go for like the younger, more famous, like global superstar. Yeah. It's like not even for a question. Sure. Um, but I'm sure Tom Cruise is like crying in his Hollywood mansion. He's used to everyone in, in Scientology just like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know what? I can't imagine anyone in the world would want to go on a date with Tom Cruise after, he see, after they see like what it's like 
for Nicole Kidman and Katie Holmes. Mm. They were both married to Tom Cruise. Mm. You know that Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise have kids together. Okay. They were born into Scientology. Nicole Kidman was in Scientology and she, I think, came, came to the conclusion on her own that this was a severely fucked up cult and she left mm. and her children still do not speak to her. Really? Because you become a sh an SP, shunned person. Wow. Yeah. Holy, they don't talk to her. Holy crap. And then, to, and then you know, she, terrible. she's married to Keith Urban. Yeah. Keith Urban writes a song, you know, what kind of man doesn't let his son see his mother? You know, it's like, it's a whole thing. Wow. And then Katie Holmes was with him, had a kid, Surrey Cruz, born into Scientology. Katie Cruz had to get out. She got her and Surrey, they both got out. Oh, they both Thank got out. Thank God, yeah. Oh, nice. And now that we're kind of having like a renaissance of Katie Holmes. She's like, she took a lot of time off. She did not like the public eye. And now she's like out and about. She was dating this guy. Like, I'm happy for Katie Holmes. Good. Yeah. So I get that, all that to say, I'm sure, you know, Shakira went out with Tom Cruise because it sounded like a fun idea. She took one look around and was like, I'm out of here, bitch. As you say, it doesn't sound like a fun idea. She clearly right. didn't have all of the information that you had. She clearly didn't watch Leah Remini's A&E special on Scientology. I clearly didn't either. You didn't? Oh, my no, God. It's crazy. Okay. They, like, hunt her down. They, like, I think maybe I watched, like, a little bit of it. It's really good. But then you finished it. Yeah. You know? It's called, um, there's a few, but the good one is on HBO called Going Clear. Going Clear means, you know, they, in Scientology, you have to, like, pay. It's, like, literally a cult. Mm. And you, like, join a level. And you pay. And you keep going up levels, levels of the Sea Org. That's what it's called. You have to pay for each level? Yeah. It's like fraudulent. Wow, that's crazy. And when you get to like the highest level, which very few people do, it's called going clear. You've like reached peak existence. And that's what freaks like, you know, John Travolta and Tom It's also Cruise. money. All money. It's, it's really a money thing. In, at every level, you pay more money. But it's a religion, so it's like a tax-exempt money thing. It's, like a, it's a pretty good scheme they got going. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, but like people go missing. If you keep up with Leah Remini on Twitter, Twitter Shelly Miscavage. She's like, you know, the wife of one of the head guys, and she's been missing for six years. Oh, man. It's very dark. Mm. So all that to say, I don't know if Tom Cruise is that eligible as a, of a bachelor. Yeah. I can't imagine that being something you want to get into. No. 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 Are you ready for our next story? Yes. We had some love news. Now we have some bitter divorce news. Mm -hmm. So you know our king, John Dutton, Kevin Costner. Yes. Is going love. through a bitter divorce. Terrible. And I think Who divorced who? I, I think she was the one who filed, but that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. But, you know, it's having an effect on Yellowstone. He hasn't showed up for filming in, like, months. Really? Because you know he's so sad. You know the season we most recently watched? Of course. They, they took, like, a mid-season finale. Oh, I forgot. They still haven't filmed that second half of the season. Because he won't show up. He won't show up. There's, like, a lot of things. We don't actually know what's going on. They haven't said anything. But I do believe it's pretty much confirmed that this will be the final season. Mm. Just I love that show. Just when we started watching it. I love that show. But, you know, they have all the other shows, 1883, 1929. Yeah, you watch all of them without me, right? Yeah, and they're doing another one. They're cool. doing, you doing, knew how much I loved Yellowstone. Yeah. And you watch all of them without me, They're right? doing two more that I'll save for you because they're both linked to Yellowstone. The first is called The Sixes. You know that farm where they sent Jimmy? Yes. So that that I have honestly no interest. Oh, I That farm do. is boring. Yeah, because we don't know anything about it. No, come on. And then, That's like the random Texas farm where he meets that woman and he's milking cows. Yeah. Then there's another spinoff coming with Matthew McConaughey, which sounds good. Hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. But so here's the details of Kevin Costner's divorce. His ex-wife or whatever you want to call her. Oh my God. The Daily Mail. Like move. I can't see the headline. We should kill them. No. Like, okay. Estranged. I literally can't. Oh, I have to Sneeze. Sneeze. Can't just say move that your to microphone. Somebody that needs to sneeze. Kevin Costner's estranged, estranged wife Christine 
Oh my God. Remains at their $145 million coastal California compound as she refuses to leave the property after following uh, the divorce filing in violation of their prenup. So Christine Baumgartner, she was the one who filed for divorce from Kevin Costner last month. The actor is now saying that she has remained in his home to persuade him to give into various financial demands. He said he has given her a million, $1.45 million to relocate under the prenup terms that they agreed to. So the Oscar winning actor has this prenup that basically says she has a 30 day period to move out of the house that he owns, but she ain't leaving. Mm. She's using it as leverage. Like, bitch, you want me out? I want more. Because in their prenup, it says he'll give her $1.45 million to relocate, which I don't know. You can't really go from living in a $150 million house to $1.4 million. $150 million. That's how much their house, the, the, I think that's like their main house in California. Sorry, if you read that, I was trying to sneeze, but yeah. then you said, why don't you just go sneeze? And any anybody know, everybody knows that if you say to somebody that's trying to sneeze, just sneeze, they won't sneeze. And now I have the sneeze stuck in me and it will never come out again. Okay, your life is but so, so hard. So, a hundred and fifty million dollar main house, and the in Montecito, set, and the prenup says, "Here's one and a half million dollars. Go fuck yourself." Right, like you have to go leave my house. Yes, and go find a, a studio accommodation. Sure. Okay. Yeah, they live in a hundred and fifty million dollar house in Montecito. Wow. Yeah, and she won't leave, and I kind of love that for her. What do you do? With a $150 million house. I just want to say something kind of crazy. I don't want it. Is that what you were going to say? Too no. big. Too big. Th- that's the thing. Montecito is a very you know expensive area. I'm going to show you this house. It's from an aerial view. You would think it's like this palatial estate with acres and acres and acres. It's a beach house. Mm. So you know beach houses, especially in California, are all lined up next to each other. That's the house. Does that look like a $150 million house? No. I know. Isn't that shocking? It looks like twelve. Yeah. It's like super close to the two houses next to it. It's like a classic beach house. I mean, he has beach access and he has beach views, which makes it, you know, a more valuable property. But 150 million? Isn't that crazy? I don't believe it. I think, yep. they, I think they took the wrong picture. No. There's literally a million pictures of this house. It just doesn't look that big. If you had $150 million, like what kind of property are you buying first? I'm not buying... Oh, I was going to say, I'm not buying a property. I'm buying 10. But where? Like you're going to do a mountain house, a beach house... Mountain house and a beach house mm. and a city house mm. and an international house. Mm. Where international? Such a good question. Probably like BVIs, mm. something like that. or All the wealthy people. Or, or, to or, tur- or Turks. Turks. Um, maybe something in Israel. Mm, nice. But like you really, with $150 million to spend on real estate, you're going to put it into one house? I know. I mean, I think Kevin Costner has way more than $150 million. He also has this incredible estate, and I believe in Colorado, that's very Yellowstone-y. And at first, when they were getting divorced, that house was like the scene of the crime, and now she won't leave that one. It's just so weird. Yeah. I feel like Kevin Costner is like going through some sort of midlife crisis, because he's kind of being a dick. He's not showing up for work. He's kicking his wife who probably, you know, they have three kids. The youngest, I think, is 13. So he's probably, you know, taking care of the kids. He's kicking her out. You know, mm. he's kind of being a dick. I feel like he's going through some sort of midlife crisis. Like, he was really, really famous when he was young. Then I feel like he, you know, became like a legend, but not, you know, A-list. And now he's become A-list again. Now he's become A-list again in the last five years because yeah. of... Yellowstone. And I think he's becoming like a diva again. Mm. That's kind of what I'm getting. Mm. And maybe Christine, you know, they they met at, you know, when he was kind of being Hamish and, and down to earth. Mm. And now she's seeing a side of him she doesn't like. And perhaps that's why she followed, filed mm. for divorce. That's kind of how I feel. You know, 
I married you before good guys. It's true. And now you have this like big podcast. And I definitely think that like you think you're too good for me. I mean, it's literally how I feel. I met you when you had literally nothing. And I'm the same bitch I was. Oh, please. I am. Yeah, whatever. No, you're definitely different. Oh, I am? Yeah, good guys has changed you. Interesting. So has Spritz. Like, Interesting. I, you just kind of like, I think you think you've surpassed me and like you're ready for your next wife. No, I mean, that's just like not true. I think it is. No. I think it is. I do think though that I am much funnier than you give me credit for. I forget who I was saying this to. And I think I've said this to you before. It's such a shame <laughs> that you decided to marry me. Because if you married anyone else, you would immediately be like the funniest guy in every room. But you're really just like irrelevant when I'm in the room. I am you know? still the funniest person in all these rooms. Even the rooms that I'm in? Yeah. No. Pops. You are a more tradi- You are a more... Pops. I can never do stand-up. I'm just saying, in the room, quick jokes. That's me, bro. That's me. Maybe. And if you had married a simple girl, Katie, you know, it's very, it's a wonderful life. I'm Katie, curly. But then I'm bored. I know. I'm saying, I'm not saying you should marry someone else. Calm mm-hmm. down. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, had you married someone mm-hmm. else, oh my God, it would be like, that guy, Ben, he's so funny. That's mm-hmm. so, so She funny. wouldn't get my jokes. She wouldn't get your jokes. No. I get your jokes. No. no. But if you were to marry someone else. I wouldn't. What would you be looking for in a partner? Harry, white. A little bit, bra- a little bit brown, white and brown, great at licking. Oh, Theo. Yes. I was like, "What are you saying?" <laughs> I'm like, "Are you calling me Harry?" I think the word you meant was furry. Harry, he's Harry. White and brown. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> That's a good one. I know, because I'm funny. Because you are funny. Yeah. What are you? Hysterical. Yeah. Whatever. Today's episode is brought to you by Lululemon, specifically Lululemon shorts. It's that time of year we are bearing our legs and you want to do it in the best. And the best when it comes to shorts is Lululemon. They were made to stretch, flex, and support the infinite ways of working out, giving you the courage to leap into something totally new and unexpected. So here are some of our favorite shorts from Lululemon, a total brand that you could trust when it comes to workout wear, whether you're wearing it to work out or just like run to the grocery store. So the Hottie Hot short is the short with a comfortable range of motion and a flattering fit. The Hottie Hot short allows you to max your stride so you can move freely with confidence. The lightweight swift fabric lets in airflow so you can move without baggage. It's designed to wick away sweat before you even notice it's there. You carry your essentials with two perfectly placed discreet pockets. That's the best part. I love having pockets, but I hate when they like bulge out and like make you look like ugly. They also have the Wonder Train short, which is a bestseller of theirs. It's the short with supportive stretch that also keeps you dry. It's powered by Everlux fabric. The Wonder Train collection manages to keep heat and sweat away so you stay comfortable and focused. Sweat wicking and quick drying material is of utmost importance during this warm season. We've got crevices that we need to keep dry and Lululemon is keeping that top of mind. Also with Father's Day coming up, they have a lot of great men's shorts. The Pacebreaker short is one of their best. It's a versatile short that's up to any challenge. Get into the Lululemon shorts at lululemon.com. That's L-U-L-U-L-E-M-O-N.com. Check out all their shorts. It's that time of year, you guys. Make sure you've got your undercarriage, your nether regions taken care of with Lululemon. Today's episode is also brought to you by 
by Coterie. How many times do you get up in the middle of the night to change your baby's diaper? If you have a little one, it's probably been a while since you went a full night without interruptions. But that's where Coterie diapers come in. Coterie diapers are designed for a better sleep and have given Jax an extra one to three hours of sleep per night. You know, when it comes to our bebe and their bottoms, we want the best of the best. And if you need more sleep as a parent, if you're exhausted, check out Coterie diapers. Coterie diapers are designed to minimize leaks, blowouts, we've all been there, and diaper rash. So you and your baby can enjoy more comfortable, dry, interrupted sleep. They have up to 70% more liquid capacity and they absorb up to four times faster by moving liquids away from skin within 15 seconds. So it keeps your baby drier than the leading diaper brand, which can bring you a lot of peace of mind, whether you're a parent, an auntie who really cares and gets in the weeds. If you're an auntie who gets down and dirty with the diapers, why don't you suggest Coterie? Jackie's been having Coterie at her house here and in Florida for a few weeks. I know she loves them and they really do have a much be like better drying effect and much better for nighttime specifically. They've been awarded Best Diaper by Parents.com and by Babylist. And Coterie products are fragrance-free, hypoallergenic, made with responsibly sourced plant-based materials, all while feeling as soft as cashmere on your bebe's bottom. It's time to use a better diaper. And right now, Coterie is partnering with our podcast to offer you 20% off your first subscription order, plus free shipping at Coterie.com, promo code TOAST. That's Coterie spelled C-O-T-E-R-I-E.com, promo code TOAST for 20% off your first subscription order, and free shipping. Coterie.com, promo code TOAST. All right, I want to get into this Jeopardy story that um, people are like quaking over. <laughs> so there was like a Jeopardy clue given a few nights ago on Jeopardy and people on the internet were like freaking out that the person didn't know this answer to the riddle. Mm. And I have the riddle and I just want to say I don't know the answer. And I don't think it's that crazy that that person didn't know the answer. And I'm curious if you know the answer. Before you go into that, how do you not keep switching? This is one thing about podcasting that I just can't do. Mm -hmm. I can't sit without switching legs, crossing differently, more over cross, switch legs. Um, I've crossed and uncrossed my legs like four times. I just don't talk about it. So that's why it's not a big deal. Oh, like, you have? Yeah, you can keep moving your legs. Nobody cares. And nobody cares. L quite literally, nobody cares. Unless your shoe is in my frame. Like which... we won't get any comments about me moving my legs. Mm, well, now we will because you brought it up. Interesting. You want me to cut that out? No. Okay. All right. Ready for this Jeopardy saga? Sure. One seemingly simple answer prompt has gotten three Jeopardy contestants in hot water with fans as they failed to co correctly finish the Lord's Prayer. Mm. The clue that had all three contestants stumped was Matthew 6, 9 says, Our Father, which art in heaven, this be thy name. Art Father. Art our Father, who art in heaven, blank be thy name. Our Father, art in heaven, blank let be thy name. No. <laughs> Our Father, which art in heaven, blank be thy name. God? No. So I would have said, like, he, I knew it started with an H, but like, I don't know. It's like, hung him be thy Holy? name. Something like that. The answer is hallowed. And I think it's a part of like a very common kind of popular, basic uh, New Testament vibe. Was the person a New Testament reader? Well, there were three contestants and nobody knew it. And people on Twitter like, were how can all three adults who made it to contestants on this show not know at least the start of the Lord's Prayer? Because maybe it's not their Lord. Yeah, like maybe they're Jewish or Indian or Muslim, like literally anything. Like not you being like so non-inclusive yeah i mean like matthew is just not a book i've read no same sorry and by the way they have religious, sorry matt they have religious um 
categories all the time and some of them are Jewish and like people don't know it and I obviously do. Like it's not a big deal. No, I don't know it. No, and honestly, I feel like the Jewish ones are the easiest ones because if you're Jewish and if you're like Christian or Catholic, you know Old Testament. For sure. It's included in your required reading as well. Yeah. Matt is exclusive. Yeah, we don't know Matt. Nope. We don't see Matt. I've never, I'm sorry to this man. I don't know who this man is. I don't know Matt. So I don't think it was that crazy. I, it's not. I just think it really shows how Anglo-Saxon our culture is. Bastards. Bastards. Um, but there have been like crazier. Oh, by the way, who do you think is going to replace Pat Sajak? Me. No, for I real. said this to you. Yeah, Ben Wouldn't was, I make a great Wheel of Fortune host? Give us an audition. And now let's spin the wheel. You literally look like a pedophile. That's all I got. That wasn't very good. No? And that's not even what Pat says. And tonight we are giving away one new Jeep Cherokee. Cherokee? No? No, that's also not what he says. Okay. It's not like his classic zingers. What's a classic? I don't know Pat Sajak's classic zingers. All right. We got a phrase up on the board. Sally, you're first. Ooh. That was good. <laughs> that was good. But now Is they're saying- Is her name saying, Sally? There's always a contestant. One of them could be named Sally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Vanna, yeah, Vanna is the bitch on the- Is she the, still there? Yes. She's staying. I believe she's staying. Till when? I don't know, but she looks great. So. No, but I'm just saying, like Vanna and Pat, it's, it's the two of them. I know. She must be very upset at him. Well, their rumors are now that uh, Ryan Seacrest is in talks to take on Wheel of Fortune. <sighs> I know, it's like so uninspired. Like, it makes sense. Yeah, especially because he just gave up uh, Live with Kelly. Mm. So his hosting duties are like slimmed down. He has a radio show. He has American Idol. I think he's exclusively doing things that film in LA now because he was going back and forth between New York and LA. It was like so toxic. So I actually do think he, he has the, the... Oh, is Wheel of Fortune filmed here? No, I think it's filmed in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's, right. But that's a job you have for life. And a good job. Yeah. A fun job. A high paying job. It should be Steve Harvey. It should be Steve Harvey. The king of game shows. But this, why I think Steve Harvey and Ryan Seacrest are not the right people for it is because they're both known for so many other things. Whereas like Pat Sajak was the Wheel of Fortune guy. Like you need a guy who could commit his whole life or a girl, his whole life, his whole career. So you want a no name? Not a no name, but like a professional host who maybe we've seen before, but whose whole thing now can be Wheel of Fortune. What about that guy from that show that popped up during COVID? That like Scott Rogowski. What about him? You know. What else does he do? Nothing, um, and he is probably the, my least favorite person we've ever had on the toast. Oh, I forgot he was on the he toast. He was so rude to us. Like, he got so famous from HQ, and it clearly went to his head. He was, like, such a dick. Like, he, we literally started asking him questions on the podcast, and he's like, oh, you guys are nervous around me, right? And we were like, no. What the hell? We're like, you live in our phones. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> calm down. Um, so I, I think he burned fast and bright, you know? Yeah, he's gone. I think he's gone. Hmm. Hmm. I still vote Steve Harvey. I think it's a very good suggestion, but... Imagine how much more fun it would be. I know. The way he could play with contestants. But the thing is, he does that on Family Feud, and he does it so he well. He should do it on every show. But he, he should also do How I, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. He should, he should also do Jeopardy. He is game shows. He is game shows. And if you don't watch the Game Show Network, you should. You don't watch it, a Game Show Network. We have. We have, but we don't even have the channel. But we should. I didn't know you eliminated it. I did it. We went on vacation like three years ago and the TV like only had GSN and we loved it. Love it. We watched so many. They have on Game Show Network. They obviously have like Family Feud. Who wants no, to they also it? have a lot of like turnt games. Yeah, like weird ass shit. And <laughs> oh, you know who hosts a lot of shows on GSN who would be good for who wants to be a millionaire? Who? You mean Wheel of Fortune? 
Yes. Wait, what is that guy's name? He's in Pitch Perfect. He sits up at the mic with Elizabeth Banks. Pitch Perfect. He's like the MC. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I don't know his name, though. But the, okay, okay. His name is John Smith. Let me see a picture of him again. He hosts a million shows on Game Show Network. You know yep, who, this guy. Hold on. You love this guy. Oh, he would be great. And he does game show hosting You're on... You're right. Yeah. Oh, John Smith would be great. He would be great on Wheel of Fortune. But speaking of Pitch Perfect, I also think if they're looking for a younger, more famous host, Adam Devine would also be a really good host. Yeah. But Adam Devine's really more of an actor now. I know, but like he could do it. Yeah, he could. I he, think he's so funny. I think he's a star. He's great. Have you seen his Netflix special? No. It was good? pretty good, yeah. I'm happy you watched it without me. Yeah. Um, all right, ready for our fifth and final story? St story? <laughs> Story, it's a little international finance and e-commerce news. Not e-commerce, international finance news. Cool. Beyonce is to blame for inflation in Sweden. <gasps> the 41-year-old music icon kicked off her Renaissance World Tour in Stockholm, Sweden on May 10th, and it is somewhat to blame for the rise of inflation in the country, according to senior economists at one of the top Nordic banks. Mm. Quote, Beyonce is responsible for the extra upside surprise this month. It's quite astonishing for a single event. We haven't seen this before. From April to May, monthly inflation in Sweden increased 0.3 percentage points, data from statistics uh, showed, <coughs> excuse me, partially due to a broad set of goods and services, for instance, hotel and restaurant visits and recreational services, which include concert tickets. Mm. So Beyonce's start of her world, world tour in Sweden seems to have colored May inflation. How much is uncertain, but probably between 0.2 and 0.3% um, that hotels and restaurants added. Perhaps also hiked up concert tickets uh, concert ticket prices as well. I mean, this is not shocking. There's a few concerts right now that are like rattling who, the local economy. Who wrote that up? The is New York this like, Post. This is like big news? Yeah. I was just talking about this with somebody else last night. That Taylor Swift is so freaking famous. Mm -hmm. And what she's doing is so unbelievable that Beyonce's on tour and nobody's talking about it. I know. Well, the thing is, is that Beyonce's tour started internationally. So she's been to Sweden. She's been to Paris. So they're probably talking about it there. You think so? But when Beyonce comes here and then I think they actually... They plan tours at the same time. Taylor hasn't gone international yet. They're probably going to switch. Interesting. And Beyonce's tour will be like on the She'll tip have of everyone's. Her own and then when Taylor goes abroad, you think they spoke about it? I think they definitely, maybe not like on the phone to each other, but I'm sure their teams coordinated. There's only so many stadiums in America. Yeah. And you know, Luke Holmes is on a stadium tour now too, and Morgan mm. Wallen was, mm. but canceled. So there's mm. only summertime is a hard is a hard time to get booked at a stadium Interesting. Ed Sheeran is doing one too Interesting. so it's actually pretty smart of Beyonce to start abroad so she can have her own moment Interesting. because if you're doing a stadium tour right now no one's talking about it because yeah. everyone's talking about Taylor the inflation piece, though, is interesting. It makes perfect sense for things like hotels. Well, That's you know, obvious, but somebody, uh, some analyst d did the data. The Taylor Swift Eras Tour this summer will generate four billion dollars for the economy. Wow! You know, because everyone and and every time Taylor goes to a city, she's bo boosting local restaurants, local hotels, yeah. local you know shops. It's been really good for the economy, and so all that together in every four billion dollars added to the economy. That's insane. But like back to Beyonce in Sweden, mm -hmm. you're saying that local restaurants are raising their prices. They're reprinting menus because Beyonce's coming. They're reprinting menus? Yeah. No, you're saying that I didn't they say raise that. you said that they're raising their prices. Hotels, it makes sense. I didn't say they're raising their prices. Oh, I thought that's what you said. No. She's I I said that ticket prices are probably now hiked 
but no, just the local people flocking to this town in Sweden, hitting up all the restaurants, shopping at all the shops. I understand. I, okay. That is what's contributing. And that's why it makes sense. There are very few artists who like have such power that they actually influence local economies. Beyonce is one of them and Taylor Swift is definitely one of them. That's why free agency in sports is so interesting because if the, like when LeBron left Cleveland, their economy tanked. Really? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. For like a smaller town. For a smaller town. Yeah, I'm sure like LeBron's impact on LA was much smaller and different For than sure. the impact if he had went to like, you know, the Charlotte Bobcats. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure it's the same exact thing with Taylor Swift. Yeah. When she came to MetLife, it probably didn't change right. New York, but when she went to... Glendale. Yeah, it Yeah, did. and she's going to Pittsburgh this weekend. Mm. Are you going? I was thinking about it. I've, I've decided no, because nobody would come with me. It's just too far. Like the fact I know, that Pittsburgh you came, is low-key, like so hard to get to from New York, even though on a map, they're like super close to each other. The fact that you came into our bedroom and said, let's go to Taylor Swift this weekend. She's in Pennsylvania, and I'm here thinking like, New Hope. I didn't and say you Pennsylvania. You keep I did not say Pennsylvania. You, d- you did. I did not say Pennsylvania because I think at my core, I don't really even know or acknowledge that Pittsburgh is in Pennsylvania. It's not. It's its own state. Right. So I never would have said that. It's I said so Pittsburgh. Far. It's so far. Like I weirdly go there on every tour stop because like the toast is huge in Pittsburgh. Woo! And it's low key, so inconvenient. Like it's I far. never want to go back. There's so few flights, but you have to fly. It's like an eight hour drive. Yeah, it's far. It's so bizarre. Mm. Well, those are the fast five stories. We covered sports, we covered finance, we covered the economy. What more could you ask for from a Bunjin Gwunge episode? You couldn't. You couldn't. You and couldn't so, ask for more. I'm so glad that we dove in head first. Yeah, dove in. We dove in head first. No, we dove in... Was it head first? What was the other thing that I said? Head deep? We dove in head deep. We dove we in dove, head deep. We dove in head deep. It doesn't even sound like English. Dove in head deep? Yeah. I'm sure that you guys like don't even need to say this because your podcast is just so huge, but mm-hmm. like this is a five-star episode. I agree. Like, give it five stars. No, Jackie and I do acknowledge when we think like an episode is like really spectacular. Give the episode five stars. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, share it with a friend. You should share it. It yeah. should be shared. Share away. And while you're at it, share <laughs> Spirit Society with a friend. SpiritSociety.com. Code toast. Always. Get a little discount for the summer. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us at Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. Tomorrow's episode is Jackson Claude audio only, so don't miss it. Love ya. Bye. Bye.